And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful what's going to happen. We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, certain principles within the Christian faith are phenomenal. Grace, mercy, love, forgiveness, redemption, healing, safety, faith. Hope. So much more. And then there's those other principles in the Christian faith uh, somewhat make us want to scratch our eyes out. No principle is more complicated than this one. Ready? Ready? We are not in control. (laughs) Over our flesh? Oh, yeah, we got control over that. Over our universal elements? Not even close. Next, formulas can be a funny thing in the faith. Some are goofy because they become the only way for people to function. Other formulas are entrenched in the examples of the people of God that we sometimes just plain forget to operate in. The Israelites had several hiccups in their journey, but they had substantial victories, too, when they examined that path in one of their formulas. Did you ever feel like you're facing giants? Do you tend to sense that the odds are against you? It's incredible to think that this type of circumstance can be by divine design. We need to understand that God's will often, often makes it impossible in a situation or circumstance in the view of the human eye. But in the eye of faith, a new picture emerges. It's a portrait of unlimited possibilities, and it's how God wants us to see. It's how we are encouraged to see all of life. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Boy, those are really, they're just growing by the day. My life's insanities. And I so much more. Actually, I should do that more like my grandma. Why, hey, so much more. Okay, that's how it should be done. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Yeah, you can do that. You can text us, 214-210-8483. Yep, you have that permission. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. When you make that call... You may be blessed because of your contact with Captain Chris when you call 972-445-0770 and you talk to Captain Chris, you will be... I 
got it out there. I mean, it kind of got, you know, muddled a little bit, but I got it out there. Okay. Uh, there's These things are what we want you to be aware of. It's not a kvetch fest. People are like, what's a kvetch fest? That's dinner at any classic Jewish home from 5 to 6 o'clock. That's a kvetch fest. Anyhow, that's why I think it's funny people say Thanksgiving. It's like, what? Every night's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Here's how it goes. Here's how this is. You might have a thought, a question, an opinion, a comment. We want you to be able to share that. You might have a praise report. We certainly want you to share that and a prayer request. So what's wrong with combining our faith so that we can believe together? You might even have an answer to Bible trivia. What kind of Bible trivia, Dave? This kind of Bible trivia. On which animal did Jesus ride as he went into Jerusalem on the day we now call Palm Sunday? On which animal did Jesus ride? Nobody better say a Chrysler, okay, because that's obviously wrong. What, on which animal did Jesus ride as he went into Jerusalem on the day we now call Palm Sunday? You got people calling in. If you think you know, you are welcome to reach out and to call. We want to give you that opportunity to respond. There are a few other things that we're going to be doing, but this is going to be one of those bizarro days. So buckle up, little campers. That's all I got for you. That's the best advice I can give for you. you know, it's like it's crossed between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Sort of. Okay, so just kind of go with that. Do we have somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Paul Bolt, how are you, brother? Great, Paul. How you doing, man? I am doing wonderful. I'm really enjoying the David Spoon experience today. I'm glad. I'm glad it's a blessing for you today. Your testimony yesterday was so good. So wonderful. Good, good. Fantastic. I'm glad. I hope I get more of them. Yep, yep. And you're always welcome to share them here. You know that. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Well, I've got the answer to your question. All right. Now, we already know it's not a Chrysler. <laughs> That's correct, but, but I got a twofold answer. You go, you go, and I think you'll get exactly where we're going with it, so you do it. Yeah, so not only was it a donkey, but it was a brand new donkey that had never been ridden before. That is correct, sir! Yeah, I got it. He wanted a brand new one. Now, here's something. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but my brother, he produced an album, this whole series, called Donkey Ollie, and it's all about the donkey. It's for kids. It was all about the donkey that carried Jesus into the city, and it's from an animated animal-like point of view. So, so it actually was a little movie and all this other stuff. It's like really cool stuff, you know? And so they it recorded the songs and the sound and all of that. And so that's what we were looking for, the donkey, the young donkey, the cult of the donkey, that kind of uh, response. Excellent job, Paul. Excellent work. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you, man. And Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I receive it. Thank you, bro. Amen, brother. God bless. God bless you. All right. Great job there. We're just rolling. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep them doggies rolling right. By the way, Eric pointed out <laughs> when I was singing my... Uh, song earlier today in the first part of the show you're no patsy klein thank you thank you eric <laughs> and then al wants to know is he getting a discount on flowers because of noel here's my response spend a thousand dollars i bet you get a good deal <laughs> she doesn't make commission i'm just saying just 
I, I can't get my I can't get Noel flowers. It's like, how, what's the point of that? I get her flowers, she's gonna go. Well, who made this? <laughs> right. <laughs> Puts me in that realm of like chocolates or jewelry. You can count on chocolates. <laughs> I can't share jewelry. It's just like one of those. Okay, I better stop talking <laughs> real quickly. Uh, where are we at? Okay, oh, now I got to get into this. All right, uh, here we go. Ready? All right. We're going to go to this, and then we've got a lot to do. I am going to do a live read, I decided today. So we're just going to just kind of blow it out and do the best we can. Here we go. James chapter 4, verse 7. If you don't know this or it's not marked in your Bible, it should be. Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. One of the most dramatic and difficult elements in Christian living is true submission to God. I'm not talking about, okay, I'll go on Sunday morning. Oh, oh, I should pray for that person. Oh, Lord, help that person. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about understanding that Jesus Christ is to be Lord of our lives and that his kingdom the kingship of God needs to be in every area of our lives. That's central, by the way, to the scriptures. From Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books, the uh, dear human race, uh, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, love God process, the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the reign of God is central. And part of that rule or that reign means that we don't rule or rain. Oh, yeah. And the sweet by and by will have some other kind of capacity where we reign. And certainly we reign with the Lord in certain circumstances, but everything is at his side or at his feet. He is in charge, and it is his will, his desire, his plan, his purposes by which we live for. Our Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. First thing in that prayer is to acknowledge that it's our Father, Father, Father. It's our Father, not our mother. Our Father, who art in heaven. Where is he? God. Heaven. Heaven is God's home. Our Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, you don't even get to talk about your needs yet. You see, you see what's going on. Uh, I need a million dollars. I need this. He's not even talking about forgiveness yet. No, no, no. God's plan first. God's will first. God's control first. Here's the question, people. You probably don't like this question. It's pretty simple. You have very, very serious in your life. I have very serious in my life that we are doing pretty good at surrendering to God. What areas of our lives are not surrendered to the kingship of God? That's the question. And that's what he's talking about. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. You mean partially? No, entirely. For he alone is in control. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. 
If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with thanksgiving, is looking at their present with thanksgiving, and is looking at their future with thanksgiving because God has operated in the past, the present, and the future, and you have a past, a present, and a future, and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving, you're operating in those principles with God, and if you look at your past with thanksgiving, guess what you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God, how can that be bad? Amen. How can that be bad? I mean, it blow my mind. Cry it out loud. We should be thanking God for, oh, but this terrible thing happened. But look how God brought you through it. Amen. This terrible thing is happening, but look how God is bringing you through it. Hey, when they start shooting Christians, look how God took you out and brought you to him. I mean, it's like it's all together. You can't escape this. If you look at your life with a continual feast of thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready. For our next trivia question, now whenever we do the second one, so you know we have the one in the first part, and then we do first, second, third, fourth. The second one can be tricky or it can just be a little harder. Let's just say it might be a little harder. So we want you to just think about this. You don't have to do a perfect thing here, but you got to get it. Here we go. What articles of clothing did some of the people in the crowd throw on the ground in front of Jesus. What articles of clothing? I guess you could really say, no, it's still, it's be plural. Which articles of clothing did some of the crowd throw on the ground in the front of Jesus? Actually, if I was doing this from a, 
a doctoral paper point of view, I'd have to give him two marks off for the English structure there. But that's besides the point. Okay, if you think you know the answer, <laughs> what what they throw? Okay, what kind of clothing, I should say, did they throw in front of him? Uh, 972-445-0770. That would be the number. 214-210-8483. That would be the number to text in, and then you can also... Uh, send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. We're going to move our uh, comedy spiel to the next segment, and then we'll do the history in the last segment, depending on how we do it. In the meantime, we're going to do a live read, which is going to actually open up with the hand clap or open up with the uh, drum roll and then close with the hand clap at the end. So just get ready, and you're thinking, what are you doing? This all has to do with school. Just, just, just bear with it. Just smile. Okay, ready? Here we go. Hello, fellow crime stoppers. This is your host, David Spoon, from the David Spoon Experience, as though you didn't know that because you're listening to the show right now. Uh, we're asking you for help to help us stop crime. You know, that was terrible. I don't want to do that one. Let's back it up. I'm going to do it again. Hello, fellow crime stoppers. This is your host, David Spoon, from the David Spoon Experience, asking for your help in stopping crime. What's the crime that more people don't know about our radio show? Take a bite out of crime and become one of our ambassadors. Join the Ambassadors Initiative. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org and click on the ambassador link. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. That's called a live read for those that are trying to figure out what that's all about. So you do live reads and you should typically do them really well. (laughs) That is not my forte. (laughs) Telling jokes isn't my forte. Teaching is not my forte. What is my forte? What You're really it? good at talking on the radio. Okay. <laughs> that is that is incredible. I'm good at talking on the radio. Here's our trivia question. Thanks a lot. Uh, here we go. Uh, and by the way, I do want you guys to really check it out. If you have not filled out the uh, particular link for the Ambassador Initiative, do so. Because what we're going to do is we're going to have – business cards and bumper stickers we're gonna have brochures we're gonna have some books and we're gonna have some other things that what we call collateral to help people plus for people that don't i don't really don't want to talk to people we'll have an opportunity for you to do to reach other peoples without actually physically having to talk to people so there's a lot of cool things that we got cooking right what is that expression? We're cooking with gas or something? Yeah, that's it. All right. All right. The question is, what articles of clothing did some of the crowd throw on the ground in front of Jesus? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. Let's see. You can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. Let's get back to the text, which is challenging. Okay, that's, I'm just being honest, okay? It's, it's challenging, okay? We started off, we talked about submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So we need to understand what it is to submit to God, 
that would really be helpful because before you resist the devil, just in case you're trying to figure this out, there is a there is a forerunner to that. You see, you can resist the devil all you want, and that's cute, but it doesn't do anything unless you're submitted to God. If you're submitted to God, then the power, the presence, the anointing, the wisdom, the the strength of heaven is in you, on you, and upon you. And then you resist the devil and he will flee from you. Not just resist the devil. Because just resisting the devil and your own strength has not worked out for humanity since the garden. Okay, The garden, that didn't work. Now we need the help from God. And so we submit to God. To surrender means to yield. And as I've told you before, and I'll probably tell you again, one of my toughest dreams Toughest, toughest, toughest dreams. So as a young Christian, uh, if you think I have pride now, that's all I can say. I was uh, exceedingly arrogant. Now I'm just mostly arrogant. Then I was exceedingly arrogant. And in this dream that I had, I was wrestling my brother. He was sitting, initially he was sitting on a rocking chair on a, on, a, on a porch. I don't know what the significance was on this country, in this country house. And so him and I were wrestling and I was winning. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then the, there's somebody pushing me from behind to the ground. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then the voice kept saying, submit, submit, submit. And I'm like, no, no, no. And this is kind of what we go through. No, no, I'm not submitting. No. And eventually my face was in the dirt and uh, there was nowhere else to go unless I wanted to become the ground. And so the submit, submit. And I went, fine, fine. I submit, I submit. And then I turned around and there was nobody there. And I knew immediately in the dream in the dream that was God telling me to submit. I have so much pride and so much arrogance I just wouldn't wouldn't yield. And what that taught me and I've been working on for 40 plus years is sometimes Dave you ju- you really do just need to sit down and just let it go. Remember when Jesus fed the the the, the people, the 5,000 people plus uh, women and children? You know what he had them do? Sit down. Okay, everybody sit down. My turn. I was like, ooh. And the Lord wants us to be able to do that. The, the reason that's important is because to resist means to keep from giving in, to, to say no with authority and power. You and I can't just fight Satan and his temptations in the world by our own strength or power. We can't just do this by feeding on news sites, giving us more talking points that give us the ability to fight from a political point of view. You're missing it. The war is undercutting you. You're missing the big picture. I'm missing the big picture when we do that. This is a spiritual war first. And in order to win this war, we have to be armored up and fully at the beck and call of our king. And in order to do that, you got to let go. You can tell me a lot of stuff, and that's the one that's so hard, right? Because you have to stop trying to control everything. It's hard. I don't know, you know. I know people get up in the pulp and do this, do this. It's like, it's hard. It's hard to stop. But we need to be there. And what we need to do is petition the Lord. And, and don't be, 
I, I just really love this uh, season that the Lord's bringing me through in my relationship with Him. It's like I'm not, I'm not, I don't come before the Lord and demand or command or. <laughs> I come before him and I go, man, I, I I am just not, I've been doing this for years. I am not doing this well. I'm just not there. I really need some extra help. I really need something. I either need people praying for me. I need more of your Holy Spirit. Or I need to, you know, eliminate something or add in more time. Of I need to do something in you without me doing it. I need to do it where I'm just that much more dependent, that much more yielded. It's difficult, but it's required, and it's the only way to get the enemy to back off. If you think that by uh, uh, coming up with talking points, and that's going to Satan's not there going, oh no, oh no, they're highly educated. What do I do now? Oh, the same thing I've been doing all along: lie to them. That's, that's, that's what he does. But when we're submitted to God and the authority and the power of God is is teeming through our life, it's just all the way in us, then when the enemy comes against us, we can A, identify it right away, and B, stand our ground. That's why it says, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. If you stand firm and the power of God's working through you consistently, Satan don't want to be around. Well, what does that help him? I'm out. Too much of the big G here. Out. Bye. That's what we need. And the biggest part about that is you and I going, here, Lord. I let it go. And it's hard. But you got, the irony behind it all is it's, the ultimate answer is to do less. <laughs> it's like, and we're just control people like me. We're trying to do more. And it's like, it's the worst thing you can do. Let it go. Let the Lord take over. He's so much better at it anyway. All right. Trivia. We got uh, trivia. The trivia question is, uh, which articles of clothing did some of the crowd throw on the ground in front of Jesus? The answer is going to be either cloaks or robes or any of the outer garment elements. That would be the way to approach that. That's what we're looking for. Okay? All right. Love you guys. Hang in there because this next section could be just that much more tough. <laughs> in this case, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called When Grace is Tangible. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying. Uh, this is in the last month. And I even wrote it down in my little journal how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that 
uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend or to stoop in kindness. God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses, and he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval. The Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us, is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okie dokie, artichoke. Oh, don't forget, by the way, it's not just the truth station. Well, I'll just leave it there. Because it's KAAM. The Truth Station here in Texas. Like that emphasis. It was good. Now it's official. Yeah. Because before it was only partly official. Now it's fully official. Uh, Okay. Let's see if you can fill in the missing word. Bless. Now this is tougher. So I'm going to tell you that ahead of time. This is all about Palm Sunday right here, right? The answer to this has to do with royalty. So figure that out. Okay, there's your hint. Here we go. Fill in the missing word. Blessed is the blank who comes in the name of the Lord. What is that? If you don't know, you should look it up in your Bible so you can know. Blessed is the... we got to answer that. I don't know. we got to have a sound for fill in the blank. You know, kind of thing. Uh, blessed is the fill in the blank who comes in the name of the Lord. It is a position. Okay? That's number one. It's a position. Okay? Okay. All right. Got that. Got that. Oh, if you want to reach us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Plus, don't forget to go to the website. Why? Because we really want to be able to pay the radio rent. It's just one of those things that 
we think is important just to do the radio. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, if you can go to the website and give, that'd be great. If not, you can still pray for us. And if you've got a praise report or a prayer request, go to the website, fill out the information, go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right. Eric is the first to strike. I will give him credit for that. Good job, Eric. Joy right behind him. The answer is forthcoming if somebody wants to call. Otherwise, we'll give it at the end. Fill in the missing word. Blessed is the blank. Who comes in the name of the Lord? It is a position of high. It's a high position, I should say. That's kind of an important thing. If you think you know, you can call in nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. I'm sure I can do that four four five faster. Uh, you can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three or text in, or or uh, email in David at hemusincrease dot org. Well, it's almost perfect. <laughs> This joke has nothing to do with the faith, but it is funny. Okay? So I'm telling it. Okay? Now, you're going to like this one. Okay? I, I have a feeling. You got, you got like a clapper or the wacka wacka wacker or something? Just get ready. I got the buzzer ready. All right. You got the buzzer ready. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Now, this has got nothing to do with faith, but it's funny. There, I said that twice. A sign was hung in the office window. It read, help wanted, must type 70 words a minute, must be computer literate, must be bilingual, an equal opportunity employer. A dog was ambling down the street and saw the sign. He looked at it for a moment, pulled it down with his mouth, and walked into the manager's office, making it clear he wished to apply for the job. The office manager laughed and said, I can't hire a dog for this job. The dog pointed to the line, equal opportunity employer. So the manager said, okay, type this, take this letter and type it. The dog went off to the word processor and returned a minute later with the finished letter perfectly formatted. The manager said, all right, here's a problem. Write a computer program and run it, write a program for it and run it and see what happens. Fifteen minutes later, the dog came back with the correct answer. The manager still wasn't convinced. I still can't hire you for this position. You've got to be bilingual. The dog looked up at the manager and said, Meow. Ah, waka waka. <laughs> meow. <laughs> meow. Come on, people. Meow. Bilingual. Okay. Sorry, I don't speak cat. <laughs> I know that Deb's going, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You got both those trivia questions right, Deb. Uh, but that's a good one, right? The dog goes, Meow. Okay, fine. Uh, again, the trivia question. Uh, I beg your pardon. All right. Uh, trivia question. Uh, fill in the missing word. Blessed is the, this is a position, position of royalty. Blessed is the who comes in the name of the Lord. If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. If not, we'll give it towards the end. You call 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Have we covered everything? What am I missing? Here, we do history in the next one, right? Okay. Meow. Come on. The hook. Exodus 17. 8 through 15, but we'll do a fast read on it. While the people of Israel were still at Riphidim, 
The warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua. Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army. Meanwhile, Moses and Aaron and Hur climbed to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of the Amalek in battle. And after the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. I will erase the memory of the Amalek from under the heaven. Moses built an, off, an altar there and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Here's the thing to remember that Israel did do well and that we were just talking about being surrendered and submitted to the Lord and making sure that it's all fully dependent on him. This is the first thing that they did. The staff was the inspiration for the children of Israel, and it first started off with them being dependent, and in their dependency, Moses' hands would go up, and they would be winning, and they would be winning, and then when he was tired and his hands would go down, they would start losing, and they'd start losing, and then they would go up and they'd start winning and they'd start winning. And here's the key. They needed the help of God to win the battle and the people needed to see it and make the connection. And they're looking at the staff and when the staff is in Moses's hands and he's holding it up and the people can see it and God's saying, hold the staff of God uh, in my hand. So he's going to stand on the top of the hill, hold that staff up. And when they would see it, they would go forward. And when they would drop it, they would lose ground. And when we see the staff of God, the hand of God, the picture of God, we are victorious. And when we get our eyes off of it and the staff drops from our vision, we start losing ground. That's what happened. Now, what's amazing in this story is that Moses needed help to keep his hands up. I, I just, if you're using a fellowship thing, it's kind of a cool, it's kind of a cool thing. And the idea behind this is to understand that we have to have this dependency on God. It is fully dependent on God. It is when that staff of God was in the air and the children of Israel could see it, they were able to go forward. And as soon as that staff got out of their vision, they started to drop backwards. It's like that is a beautiful picture of our Christian faith when we are not focused on the hand of God. It's It's a great picture. The minister that tells this story, and I'm, I'm not going to say who it is, but I've heard the story live, so I, you know, I, you can only—I mean, I just assume it's correct. But they said so it was a fascinating story. So this person had a very successful ministry and was on an airplane and flying back, and uh, you know, it's just like you know, just getting that sense from the Lord. You know, I've done a lot. In, in your name and stuff, but somehow I just I just don't think I'm hitting I don't think I'm 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 in the right part or I don't think I'm doing the right thing. And the Lord spoke to him. And you know the Lord said to him, Now just this isn't the word of God, but listen to the impression, listen to the power and the change out of this was unbelievable. The Lord spoke to him and said, I've seen your ministry. 
How would you like to see mine? You see? See that? See that line? I've seen yours. How would you like to see my ministry? It's like the idea behind that is that we just think we have it and we control it and we're running. And it's like so not true. The Lord will help you overcome that. The Lord will help you gain the ground. The Lord will help you step into that. But it's just this full dependence that he's requiring. He's not, he's not, this isn't a negotiation, okay, just so you can know. This isn't Abraham negotiating <laughs> for the territory of Sodom and Gomorrah for, for, for Lot's sake. This is, you're either 100% in and yielded or it ain't happening. And it's like people are like, well, that, that doesn't seem right. And it's like, tough. You don't like it. Go argue with God. He wants all of it. You know that area that you keep back? He still wants it. It's not like God's like going, well, you know, you can keep that one. He never says that. I have to come before the Lord in areas that I don't prevail in, and I tell him, I, I just, 40 years I've been working on this. Can you help? I need help. I need help. But I'm not going to tell him it's my area, not your area. That's wrong. I need to be fully surrendered. I need to keep my eyes on the hand of God. I need to see that because when I don't see the hand of God, when I don't see that staff raised, I lose ground. I bet you you do too. I just have that feeling. All right, uh, filling in the missing word on the trivia. Blessed is the blank who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king. The king who comes in the name of the Lord. A lot of people don't realize that's what was said. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be need to do that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it unchecked What's unchecked I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children 
who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay, he nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go for our final trivia question of which everybody should get. Ready? True or false? Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, was one of the 12 disciples. True or false? Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, was one of the 12 disciples. If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us, 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. While you guys are contemplating the depth, the depth the depth, so the question is, true or false, true or false, here's the question, make sure everybody knows. Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, was one of the 12 disciples. True or false? Uh, while we're doing that, we're going to do our history. So let's play history. Let's go Now, today is two very, 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 very special days. It's National Pizza Day, which is like, hello, hello, and it's National Chocolate Day. And it's just like, now, I have never had a chocolate pizza. I'm willing to try. uh, Anything. (laughs) Anything on there, I'd try. You know, I'm not not huge on the anchovy kind of line. I'm not huge on it. Caesar salad, that's fine. But uh, anyway, and then it's also read in the bathtub day, which is like, aren't there a lot of bathtub accidents? Doesn't that seem kind of like, oh, I'm just reading in the bathtub. Whoops. You know, that seems a little dangerous to me. All right. 1825, uh, Quincy Adam, John Quincy Adam became the president of the United States. Uh, 1864, Abraham Lincoln on the $5 bill posed for the picture that is now on the $5 bill. There you go. Uh, 1895, volleyball is invented. Now, I have a problem with this. How do they know that? 
This is a, this is a, how do they know nobody ever came up with the concept of volleyball and then they just didn't market it? It's like I, well, it was invented by John Volley. Well, in whatever year you just said, I can't I can't even respond to John Volley. What was that guy's name on the, that movie with uh, Tom Hanks? Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, it was invented by Wilson. Uh, 1870, U.S. Uh, National Weather Service uh, established as an agency of the Division of the United States Army. Yeah, that's, I didn't know that. That was part of the Army. And then uh, 1964, on this day, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan made their first appearance. Okay, there you go. Much history, right? His story, history. Uh, the trivia question True or false, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, was one of the 12 disciples. Straightforward. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email to David at hemustincrease.org. I want to point out that Joy Ann and Cordelia has used the phrase tis for their answer. Tis. Wow. Wowzer. Okay, let me go to the rest of this text. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. Uh-oh. You already know this is trouble, right? My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So going back to our first verse— Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. You get the understanding from the James 4, 7 verse that we need to be surrendered and submitted to God, and that way the power of God is working through us and you know, kind of moving about in us, and that we're yielded, we're surrendered, we're submitted, we're not fighting back, we're not resisting the Lord, but instead— we are so surrendered to the Lord that the devil you know, is like picking a fight with us kind of like a bad idea in its own little way. You know what I'm saying? But you are enabled then to resist the devil. Here, Paul, so we've got a different apostle, takes this tact or this approach or this strategy, says, this, my grace, he's talking about his exchange with the Lord. And, you know, the, you would think that in— I just want to say this real carefully. In all your exchanges with the Lord, that the earth trembles and, uh, you know, uh, the ground shakes and angels show up and lights go shooting out of the sky. And you don't get this in this impression at all. It's like Paul's asking God. He asks him three times, you know, that's enough. He's like, that's enough. I don't like this. That's enough. And God goes, my grace is all you need. I don't think this was a big fanfare moment. I think he heard exactly what God said. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So be quiet. Nothing's changing. (laughs) It's like, well, shouldn't the ground shake then? No. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is Paul recognized when he is weak in himself, he has nothing but the Lord to rely upon. And that's why he's strong. He's not strong because of 
his anything. He's actually strong because of his nothing. That's the whole point. That when Jesus talks about the seed dying in the ground and then it can't produce fruit unless it falls in the ground and dies, there's a lot of truth to that in our own lives. Sometimes you just got to go, eh, you know what, I'm done. And there's, it's, just, it's not an error. It's exactly the example Jesus set. You know, Father, if there is a way that we could sidestep this process here in the Garden of Gethsemane and do it differently, then that would be super swell. But if not, let's just, you know what I'm saying? It's like there's this surrender, even with a petition that says, I, I'd really like this to go different, but I yield. And that's the key. It's the yield. It's the, okay, well, you know what? You're in control. Do you, let me just explain to you. I don't like teaching this. I'm not saying that in a mean way. I just know it's true for me too. It's like, ew. So I can't control everything? Me, Dave Spoon, control freak? That's a bummer. Yep. In fact, the Lord's like, you know, when you're weaker, I do more. Then you just have to think, why? <laughs> like, what is it? Well, that's because there's less of us in the way. And God is able to do more through us and to us than we do on our own. And then Paul's like, you know, I guess when I'm weak, then, then, then I'm stronger because I can do nothing but rely on the Lord. In fact, in one portion, as you guys know, in this same book, he says we had the answer of death. If we were to rely upon ourselves, it's just like, what? That means Lego. Not Lego, let go. We got to just stop. Say, oh, you know what? And there comes a point where you, and it's not a lack of faith. In fact, it's the opposite. When you get to the point where you've done the best that you can, do your best, pray that it's blessed, let Jesus take care of the rest. That means that you've done what you believe the Lord has put before you to do, and you yield. And the rest of it's in his hands. That is an act of faith. To say, okay, you're in charge. You you got to handle this. And I think there is a, a growth or a wisdom to understand when to let it go and let the Lord just handle it. You might say, well, that's with everything. Yeah, okay, let's start with the small things. Let's start, or let's start with the big things. Or however you want to do it. Start somewhere where it's, here you go. I can't do this. And I don't think God is up there going, oh, loser. You can't do it, loser. I think the Lord's like going, finally. Now I get to show you what it is. Now that you're done, I get to, and I, I think this is true of like my kids and, uh, my relationships like that, the spiritual relationships of my brother and so on and so forth. Sometimes you want to just, you know, don't tell me this isn't true for you. Sometimes you just want to go through the phone and smack him upside the head. Just like, you know, put my hand right through the phone and go, bap, right? But you can't do that. And sometimes you got to not do that. You got to say, you know what, Lord? This is in your hands. You know how hard it is for me to see Julianne go through what she goes through? It's brutal. And my conversations with the Lord take all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of directions. But you know what I have to do? Nothing. I can pray, but I, I don't get to change the plan of God. I wouldn't have done it to her. She's my daughter. But she's God's daughter first. It's like, oh, fine. 
You don't get to take your ball and go home. You just get to say, yes, Lord. That's what you get to do. Okay? All right. We are going to answer the trivia question, then I'm going to close it out with a prayer. So I just feel that's uh, important for some people to hear. Uh, so let's answer the trivia question. True or false, Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus, was one of his 12 disciples. The answer is true, selected specifically by Jesus, even though he knew he was going to betray him. So tells you something about the graciousness of the Lord to still pick somebody that taint a good fella. Get it? All right. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. I just pray for everybody in the audience. Just we fully throw ourselves before you, before the, the mercy of the court, so to speak, and ask for your graciousness, your kindness, your healing power, your provisions, your touch, your love to just move upon all of your kids right now and that we would have this absolutely confident trust and quietness in the faithfulness and in the goodness that comes from you. We yield. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.